Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Okie Show Show, brought to you by WalkingStickDesign.com. Need a sexy logo or sassy graphics design done for your super sensual salmon and salad emporium? Contact Clint at WalkingStickDesign.com. So, well, we... This has been a pretty busy last two weeks. We finished shooting the short film Vessel. It only took a day and a half, which was amazing. But, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for you guys to get to see this, because it's, like, the the crew's just freaking amazing. We ended up actually wrapping, like, an hour and a half early, because everybody was so freaking on point. So... Thank I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name everybody that, that came out because it's a pretty long list, but just thanks to everybody that came out and donated their time and their talents and their freaking amazingness. It was awesome. But uh, now we've moved on to the editing the editing the editing stage for Vessel. So you can expect it in a few months, hopefully. But um, we're gonna have a big we're, we'll we'll have an official premiere and everything. But I can just tell you, with no bias whatsoever, it's gonna be really really good. So let's move on to some events that are happening over the next two weeks. Paseo Arts Festival is going to be this Saturday and Sunday. You can check out all sorts of great local artists and vendors. Grab some healthy hipster food from a food truck, and you can catch a band or two. Ophidels is actually going to be playing at 6 p.m. on Sunday, so you can come out, throw some rotten vegetables at us, because we need the humility. Uh, Monday the 30th is Memorial Day. So if you know anyone who is served or is serving, give them a high five. Maybe even give them a hug. But don't explain why. You just let them figure it out. Friday, June 3rd, the Good Trash Genre cast is going to be screening The Fable of Shannon Cable at the Parish in the Plaza District. That's going to be right next to uh, District House Coffee House, which is awesome. They have cool open mics there, but anyway. So you can go watch this kooky fun. It's an awesomely ridiculous movie, and it's by the creators of Electric Nostalgia. Then, after the movie is over, you can bear witness to a live recording of the Good Trash Genre cast, which is awesome. And you know what? If you haven't listened to the Good Trash Genre cast, you should pause Okie Show Show and skip on over to Good Trash Media on iTunes podcast, because they've got all sorts of great stuff on there. June 8th marks the beginning of freaking Dead Center Film Festival. Get your all-access pass at deadcenterfilm.org. And while you're at it, you can skip on over to episode 9 of the Okie Show Show to get a little taste of what to expect at Oklahoma's finest film festival ever. We have a little Dead Center Film Festival episode. It's it's pretty fun. It more talks about just like what it takes to get your movie into a film festival, but uh, are the reps that came out and offered their time to give us advice and stuff. They're super fun, and they kind of gave us a nice little behind-the-scenes look of the festival itself. Okie Show Show is actually going to be on the scenes. we got our press passes. Me and Keller are going to be walking around, interviewing people, maybe playing some games. So keep your eye out for Two Fools asking if you want to play some uh, some silly little games with us on a little recorder because we will be doing that and it's going to be fun. I'm also trying to put together a live episode, but that's still to be solidified. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. So today, guys, this is episode 22. Episode 22, we've made it to 22. Double digits of the same digit. And today we we welcome Mr. Nick Sanford and Andrew McDonald of The Harvesters, that little horror film that's been shooting over the last couple weeks. And uh, they came and they had a super successful crowdfund on uh, Kickstarter. And so we invited them out to kind of walk us through what it takes to make a successful crowdfunding campaign. Because I've run one and it did not make its goal. It was not very good. And uh, I was just very curious on a very selfish kind of standpoint of what did I do wrong? What can we do that, you know, would cre- would create success? So, everybody enjoy. This is episode 22 of The Okie Show Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast that dives into the finer details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industry. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And uh, we have two special guests that have finally, finally freaking made it into the studio to record that. How many times have we had to reschedule this? 69 times. 69 on the dot. Yes. Yes. So we're here with Nick Sanford and Andrew McDonald of The, the Harvesters. Harvesters. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. For Thank you. Us. Happy to be here. We're, ha- we're happy to have you. Yeah, finally. yeah. Exciting, exciting stuff. I'm ready to... Hear all about it. Just give everything away. Tell us everything that's happening. So how does it end? Yeah. I want to know right now. Boner. Oh, okay. Perfect. Good. Perfect. Good. That's the best ending. 
to any horror film? Mm-hmm. I believe yes. So today, specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, how to make a successful crowdfunding campaign. Because you guys had one heck of a crowdfunding campaign that was not just successful in reaching your goal, but successful in like going past that, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about all that jazz, as well as the harvesters. Which let's talk about that right now. Let's do it. Tell us about the harvesters. Like, what's what? First of all, what's the movie about? Go get him, Andrew. <laughs> uh, so it's about um, a young journalist named Jane. She is ready to move out of her hometown. She feels trapped where she is. Uh, she wants to write. She wants. She feels like she's in store for bigger and better things. So she gets a job at uh, a newspaper in New York, and she is about to get on a plane to go look at apartments whenever the movie starts on Halloween, but then a bunch of people start disappearing, and it kind of draws her closer to the town and its secrets than she's ever known. So Awesome. So she brings the story right to where she is. She doesn't have to leave for the story, Correct. I guess. So the moral of the story is... Stay in your hometown. Don't ever leave. Because yeah. people will die. Give up on your dreams is the main thing. <laughs> so if you're going to compare it to two movies, what would you compare it to? Winnie the Pooh movie and The Hangover. No. Um, that sounds like a really good one. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. No, um, uh, Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger like lost Eeyore. <laughs> and they have to retrace their steps to find him. <laughs> And well, maybe run- he went over there. Well, maybe he went over here. <laughs> run into maybe a he's drunk, in the tree. They run into a drunk Christopher Robin <laughs> who, uh, who has it's, information. It's like, a, like a tattoo parlor. and <laughs> Like Al's shooting up. Oh, God. <laughs> it just turns very dark very quickly. <laughs> oh, he, he might. He, I don't know. Oh, bother. Everyone forgot me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were, he was they never lost. He was never tree. lost the whole time. <laughs> So <laughs> this is off to a really sad start. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, two movies to compare it to. That's really t- like thematically that would be different than like aesthetically. Um, so I guess aesthetically, like compare it to any two movies, it might be Jaws and The Ring. Ooh, or I was gonna say Dude, that's uh, a solid. I was gonna say Halloween and Jaws. Yeah, that's because especially like because I'm. I'm editing it right now, and I'm still kind of very much in the first act. And it reminds me a lot of kind of early Spielberg, how there's like this family drama. Yeah. And then there's just, it's a family drama plus whatever uh, extraordinary thing. So like in Jaws, it's kind of, I wouldn't really say Jaws is much of a family drama, but it's like, it's... No, it's got it's, it's a relationship relationship drama. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, it's, yeah. It's got yeah. There's always like some sort of domestic, which yeah, which Jaws isn't really domestic, but no, the, yeah, the family. It, it starts with the family element. It starts with the family man yeah. having to leave his family. That's kind of the which is a lot of Spielberg stuff. So, um, except in this one, it's the, it's a land shark. It's a land shark. Land shark. Ah, that's spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, you gave, gave it yeah, away. You ruined. Yeah, you ruined what the harvesters are. Well, now, and it's it's a I mean, Sharknado. Was where the land shark landed after it was caught up in the tornado. It's actually landed. A, yeah, it's actually a Sharknado spinoff. We're not supposed to say that yet, but sci-fi is. Um, That's a heck of a deal to land. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, they they um. Well, in fact, they were actually the ones who ran the Kickstarter, not us. Because oh, okay. <laughs> that's how that's how little money they have for their Sharknado movies now. Is it all makes sense? Yeah, they need they need thirty thousand dollars from Kickstarter. No, but um. Yeah, I, yeah, Jaws is definitely one I ripped off a lot. Um. <laughs> Uh, signs. How so? How so? Let's talk about them. Like, just, I mean, not just with Jaws, but like styles, the antagonists themselves, style. you don't, you know, you don't see a lot, kind of like Alien. You, you know, you get very, very little screen time. We're not saying if, you know, what the antagonists are. They, you know, they could be anything, but, um, but we know it's plural. Yes. They, they, yeah, they could be anything. There, yeah, there are multiples of them. Um, and the original title was actually them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. So there you go. Yeah. Before we change it to the harvesters. Yeah. Well, uh, John Deere is giving us money. They think they might be able to sell more tractors if <laughs> right, we just call right. it this because you know just subliminal They're advertising. Just like, but um, nothing's going to get people into farming quicker than more a than a film. horror film. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I got to get in on this. I mean, yeah. I grew corn just to see if, like, from signs. I just wanted to wander around in cornfields to see if aliens would come get me. So I have corn now in my backyard because That's someday crop. Crop sign, corn, it's going to happen for me. But it, but in like 
domestic Oklahoma. It's like, in, it's, it's in like a, a it's four like by a, four little foot in my backyard. Right. I mean, a very specifically sized spacecraft. I feel like they'll see me. <laughs> I'm calling to them. I actually, well, no, actually, the year that that came out, because it's me, um, that came out in August of 2002. That fall, there was this cornfield across the street from my grandparents' house, and I actually went over there and like made a crop circle, and I was like halfway through yes. making, they like, figured out what I was doing, and my grandpa was like, "You can't do that. You're killing this man's crops. <laughs> you're ruining, you're ruining his livelihood and the way he makes a living. So stop that now." And he helped me because I was like, "Hey, grandpa, can I have a board and a rope?" He's like, "What do you want it for?" I'm like, "Hey." Just want to board the sure, road. Like, all right, sure. he drilled the holes and everything. It's. I hope you never explained it to the farmer that he just like stumbled upon it and he was like, "Shit." Well, it's no, happening. I didn't. I didn't get to finish it. It was like this sort of like half finished, <laughs> like, just piece of shit circle. He's like, probably yeah, disappointed. He's like, Not again. And then yeah. second, he's like, "This one was like really half-assed." Yeah, <laughs> the laziest aliens. <laughs> well, they're, I mean, they're tired because they've been traveling for thousands yeah, I mean, of miles. But um, travel. Would, yeah, it'd be difficult, but. So let's talk about um, the, the crowdfund campaign. You mm-hmm. guys had a really, really successful crowdfund. And first of all, because uh, I've done my own crowdfunding. I have it too. It didn't go so well. Mine did not either. My mother donated most of the money. Aww. Thank you, Mommy. Yep. I think same here. All of the parents. We love you. But, I mean, our parents still, you know, might, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they still helped. Do. But I feel like it's out of pity. They're just like, follow your dreams. <laughs> This is how you gotta do it. Yeah, maybe if he gets this one out of his system, he'll finally <laughs> yeah. go work at a bank. He'll be an accountant again. But first of all, the first step is choosing which platform to use. There's, right. there's multiples. There's help me out here. There's GoFundMe, Indiegogo, Indiegogo yeah. Kickstarter. Those are kind of like that's like the holy trinity right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's other ones mm-hmm. that I get. I mean, just do a Google search. But certain ones are, are, I mean, for art, right? Specifically for yeah, more so. artistic endeavors. I mean, um, we chose Kickstarter. It was kind of my call because um, Indiegogo, you can do you know, sort of partial funding if you don't mm-hmm. get it all, but Kickstarter is all or nothing. That's and why we went with Indiegogo because we were chicken shits. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we did Kickstarter because I was like, all right, if we do Kickstarter, it'll give us more of an incentive to get it out there, mm-hmm. you know, and... Well, and just for me, like with Indiegogo, if you are trying to make, you know, a $30,000 movie, but you only raise $10,000, you're not going to be able to make the movie you want. Like, you can still budget it, but for Or me, the movie like, you promised, yeah, that's... Yeah, like the movie you... You wanted people to to, to donate so, too and to yeah, help so, with yeah so yeah for me I I would like because I I wasn't a huge fan of the crowdfunding idea but then once we started doing it I just kind of decided to buy in completely but I am glad that we chose Kickstarter because yeah. we either get all or nothing yeah which is actually that's a really good point that I mean let's talk about when do you decide okay crowdfunding is the way to go because you can do grassroots where you're you know going to individuals and investors and all that kind of stuff there's lots of different ways to fund a movie mm. but crowdfunding is is kind of a new thing like what made you decide that this is it this is how we need to do this no one would give us money well <laughs> you went and asked and they're like and i mean i i don't want to speak for sanford but just kind of me looking at it from the outside i think that sanford likes to move quickly he doesn't like to the idea of making of spending like a year or two years in development and pre-production isn't very appealing to him. Mm-hmm. And so with a crowdfunding campaign, you got 30 days and then it's over. You either make the movie or you don't. It's like ripping the band-aid off fast. Yeah, like exactly. You just yeah, do yeah, it yeah. and yeah. it's done. That's yeah, and 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 well, for this movie, I thought that was the right thing. Again, like if I was doing like, you know, like a Batman movie, I mean it's not like, all right, let's yeah. figure it out in 30 days and then go, you know, but but um, but like for this, you know, it's you know because it's a really personal story. It's about a you know like oh we gotta you know get out of your hometown and go get your thing going, and then this thing happened, you know. And so I wanted to you know I really wanted to make it now, and I'm glad I was able to make it now because two years from now it would have been totally different. So, but yeah, it's 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 just a very uh, you know kind of puts a gun to your head and makes you think. And you obviously, know, using social media with a crowdfunding, you know scenario like that's going to be huge for you mm-hmm. right you know sharing it on all of the platforms yeah, yeah yeah that was well that was all him that was he came up with 99% of the reasons that it worked on social media dude well and I, that's one thing that I've always was attracted to about crowdfunding is that it's kind of like it's marketing without even having a project to, to like a yes. finished project to market like you can market the crap out of this thing already and mm-hmm. like you are aggressive like you have an incentive to be aggressive yeah like what were some of your marketing methods that you took uh <clears throat> for me the 
the idea that I came up with was uh, whenever we were doing the crowdfunding campaign, we were marketing not the movie but the campaign itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. because like like kind of like you were saying you do get to market and get awareness out for the movie but you don't have a movie so you can't market the movie yet so we decided that we would play to our strengths and we would just be funny be comedic but knowing that the closer that it gets to the time whenever the movie comes out we're going to have to switch our tone mm-hmm. to more of what is in line with the movie because the tone for the campaign is completely different from the tone of the movie so we thought okay well what appeals to us like what would get us to get on board with a kickstarter campaign people Mm -hmm. being funny people being honest as honest and genuine as we can so that's the detective that we decided to utilize in promoting the campaign Mm -hmm. and we kind of used it i my thing was promote sanford like kind of make him the voice of the movie until we had the movie to be the voice of itself yeah. if that makes any sense i feel like no I'm, totally no yeah, well, yeah. Nick, you've done quite a few movies like this is not your first rodeo <laughs> um well this is the first one i mean this is the first i mean it's a big step in a new direction for right. you know it's me and everyone who's magnitude. yeah yeah everyone who's helped us. i mean this is dark night compared to everything <laughs> else we've done this is a bit you know yeah. a lot of money i know 30 grand isn't a lot for most filmmakers but i was like what am i gonna spend all this on and it's all gone now but My um student loans no, but student loans. <laughs> student, yeah. i've got leftover cash no but um do i give it to the people who contributed <laughs> nope give it to the government <laughs> <laughs> but no um yeah, it wasn't my first movie, but it was kind of the first time that I was, you know, I was really, I don't know, this one was different for whatever reason. Maybe I'm getting older, but um but yeah, yeah, it's not it's it's not my first movie, but but it is the uh, you know, the first time that I really wanted to try to do, you know, something something bigger. And I'm prouder I, I'm prouder. I'm proud of everything I've done up until this point. Well, I started I started being proud in like 2011 and now you know like from 2011 <laughs> till now I'm, I'm proud. We all but, have uh, those, are the dark. Hey, it's a good five years. Good but, five um, years of proud. But I mean, like yeah. I, I think that looking back on your older stuff, that was you learning. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got yeah, a lot of those growing pains out. Yeah, early. yeah, it's yeah. yeah. No, I mean those are those are fun to go back and and look at. There's but no, um, I don't think there's any any person in the world that's been like I want to be a director and his first project is just like amazing. Except for like, Orson Welles. Yeah, but. <laughs> I mean, but Screw okay. Screw that guy. Yeah. Orson Welles had Greg Toland. Like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, a I big know. reason why that yeah. movie is as good as it is. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... So, one of the, the fun thing about crowdfunding... Is There's a fun thing about crowdfunding. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> you, I feel like you guys really. It's we, really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it was it was a lot of fun for us. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, sometimes it would get like, oh god, you know. Sometimes it would be hard, but yeah, no, it was. I think maybe the funnest night we had was coming up with the incentives for the yeah, because yeah, that's when he came up with, what if we did a literal shout out. Yeah. yeah, and like the whole world changed after that, that was you know, like nothing freaking brilliant. Yeah, nothing. I mean, that was that was the best, yeah. and that was just one of the incentives that you had. Mm-hmm. But and you got that for donating like five, five bucks. Five bucks. That yeah. was five our bucks. lowest tier. Yeah, so it's everyone, so, everyone who contributed got their name shouted out. Uh, just to ask, like, when you're establishing those tiers, like, what what kind of how did you go about saying okay, like five dollars is this, you know, fifteen, twenty? What what was your basis on that? Just Sort of what happened was is he gave me control of his computer. I typed up a bunch of chaos, and then he went back later, talked to some other people, and then they kind of refined it. And so he could talk about the process of doing that, but for the initial one, it was very much kind of like any creative process. Like you just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall, and then because like See a first draft of takes you. You yeah. know, ideally, whenever you write something, you just write whatever's in your brain, go back later and edit. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I did because there was some chaotic stuff I threw in there. Yeah, you know what? Um, cutting out a lot of it stayed in too. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, one thing that I don't think was in the was actually part of any tier but i think we're still gonna do as a pirated version of the movie oh. like that. Wow. so that's basically and like <laughs> so we, i thought of it at the time but i mean looking at it now is just oh boy basically it's going to be i it's going to be someone either the actors or professional comedians or whatever dubbing over all of the dialogue in pirate voices 
That's gosh. awesome. That's and it's going to turn it into a pirate movie. That's because. <laughs> so I, I was thinking when you say pirated, I was thinking like, mysteries. you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get on here and download this movie. Tee hee hee. Well, but the reason why is because we were having, between the two of us, we were having big discussions about piracy at the time. And that at 11 o'clock at night, that was my weird way of channeling like our yeah. discussions into something productive. I would love that. Yeah. If I downloaded any movie and got some sort of yeah. pirate like, version of any movie, I would be, be so happy. Yeah, that was his idea. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so to answer the actual question, um, <laughs> um, a lot of it was looking at other Kickstarters, how they do it, you know, like successful yeah. ones, not, you know. Well, we, I, I at least, I looked at successful ones and unsuccessful ones. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, want to like, see compare. what works and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah, when I say, like, not unsuccessful one, like, it's like, let's copy what they did. Yeah, like, what did they do wrong? <laughs> let's and look why, at the one that failed the what, hardest yeah. and just duplicate it. And how do no. we fix it? But, um, but yeah, we just, we looked at a whole bunch, and we kind of, I mean, the, there kind of is a point where there's no real right, correct, 100% correct way to do it, yeah. so we were just like... There's no magic bottle. Let's yeah. jump off and do it, you know, let's see if mm. it works. And But, um, yeah. yeah, in terms of, you know, how to how we parceled all that out. But, I mean, um, basically it just comes down to uh, having people around you who, for one, because a lot of a lot of it did come from kind of more private, you know, like personal connections led us right, to... Right, yeah, family, friends, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, like whenever it comes to the social media stuff, it just comes down to just working really, really, really hard because... It's we, a lot of work. Because with the literal shout-outs, we knew that like we were going to have to do these every week. So we would, like basically I would get up, go to work, come home, immediately start working on the campaign, go to sleep, and then repeat. Like right. I just pretty much didn't have a life while I was doing this, or at least doing the campaign. But I, I, I um, you know, you got to try to make time for your personal life too. But yeah. during the week... No, just completely focused on the campaign. and But I mean, I loved it. Like, I thrive under pressure like that. Yeah. So I, I had a blast doing it. One thing that I, like, in my experience with it, like, and that's something I didn't think of until we actually put it up there, is, like, a lot of our perks were, like, you get a copy of the CD, a poster, a sticker, and all this stuff that we have to pay for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was we, yeah, that was a big yeah. Did you guys budget for that then or did you I mean Well, we yeah. tried to avoid that as much as possible. We have a few merchandisey things. Yeah. But a lot of it was we we felt like, well, we don't have to pay ourselves to do work. So like the pirated edition, like that's not something that's we have to pay for. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another tier where I still have to do this. If you paid a certain amount, my I in character as my character in the Harvesters will parody, I think is what we called it, but basically reenact in ten minutes, in a ten minute short film, a movie of their choosing. So like I with sock puppets. Sock oh puppets. my god. What did you do can you give away what you got? No, we, we haven't uh, we haven't sent out the surveys yet. We want to oh. do that a little closer. Uh, to when the movie comes out, but like yeah, if someone picked Armageddon with sock puppets, I would have to reenact Armageddon in ten minutes. It's like the Harry Potter and puppet pals or whatever. But exactly, I would, yeah. can you do the Godfather? I really, I will. How much is it? I want to send some money. Have you do the Godfather? I mean, if you just want to give me however much it was, I will take it. And I will it. give you this beer on the table. <laughs> uh, but see, like, but stuff like that is like, well, that's not going to cost us anything except time, and yeah. I mean, we can make all the time in the world. That's so like, so freaking fun and creative and. Mm-hmm. Something I would not have ever. Thought. I didn't ever think of that whenever I we were well, doing that's, ours. Well, that's why we were trying. I mean, some merchandisey things, you know, just so they'll have it. But I mean, his his whole thinking, I think, was you know, make it personal, make it you know yeah. something they haven't seen before. And who's ever seen sock puppet parodies? <laughs> personal. That you get to like that you get to choose what. I mean, because like my thinking is is that if two people pick the same movie, I am still going to do two different versions of it for each person. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work for me, but I think hopefully it will I mean hope a lot. 11 people pick Home Alone and you've got to have <laughs> 11 basically, Home Alone. And when you put them all together, it would be like a feature length Home Alone <laughs> sock puppet. And then you can just put that up and see what you get from that too. Probably make be. more money than the Harvesters <laughs> itself will. But yeah. yeah. So um, if we were to put together a Kickstarter for Kelly's new pet grooming business what's it called it's uh fluffy pups fluffy pups 
So if we're putting together perks for mm-hmm. old fluffy pups, the campaign, how much do we have to raise? Uh, I think of it, uh, you know, to, to really get your, I need the van and I need all the stuff to, to groom the pets because it's going to be a travel. It's a, it's a puppy t- right. uh, fluffy pups to go. Which means you're also going to need to wrap the van in some stylish you know, yeah, design. I need to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm thinking like fifteen thousand. It's a cheap fan. Yeah, I mean that works. Yeah. Yeah, you just load the dogs in the back. Of the right, van. but I need like to the dog away. van from Dumb and Dumber. Exactly. Is that, what is, is, is yes. it going to be a? Is that going to be like a? Is it going to be like a '93 sheep dog? Yeah, I, I'm looking more at like uh, maybe a corgi. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. It? So it's going to be a limo. Yes. Right. Yeah. Long. Right. Yeah. And low to the ground. There'll be a low Short legs. Limo. Oh, Short wheels. I'll give you money just because I want that on the streets of Oklahoma City. So we're going to come up with perks for that. <clears throat> you don't like, need them. You've got my money. <laughs> just so e- like, explain that and put it on the internet. I, I'm, I'm curious where this could go. Okay. So like, I'm, uh, if you donate a dollar to Fluffy Pups, then you get um, a, a pile of um, my pet Corgi's toenails. Because because then then you're showing the customer what it will look like when the dog is being groomed, exactly. and you'll this see that the, the toenails are after. the perfect length of cutoff. Like we didn't make the dog bleed. Boom. It's perfect. Throwing another dollar, you get butt hair. Yeah, because that's the first thing we shave. There's nothing worse than an unruly corgi's butt hair. We're right. not <laughs> humans and animals are not so different. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you throw in five, I will. Uh, out of my own human hair that I'm shedding because I shed a lot apparently, um, I will create a miniature corgi out of my hair. Ah, I'm willing that's a to, lot of work for five dollars. I'm willing to. I'm willing to invest. I mean, I would. I would. I would shave my head for that, but I, no, just I think that's one right. corgi at a time from my head. Yeah. Miniature corgis. I mean, locks of love, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if you donated ten dollars, then Colonel Rumpus, the Basset Hound that resides at my home, could come visit your kid's birthday and poop in, in and the lawn poop everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and for twenty, my dog will hump your leg. Boom. You've I mean, I don't know. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to give you three times. Uh, what, what do you think? What, what could we get for fifty bucks? Or what would you give for fifty bucks? Um, swing for the fences. So it's a dog grooming business. Dog, dog grooming yeah. business. Fluffy pups, fifteen thousand. Fluffy pups. Uh, for fifty bucks, you could get a matching haircut with your dog. <gasps> Boom. Oh, and then you look. Yes, you look like your dog. I would do that. Yeah, genius. Most expensive, awesome haircut ever. My dog. Yeah. My dog is, well, is I mean, a sexy dog. It, so if you look at it, you're only paying twenty five bucks for the dog and twenty five bucks for yourself. Well, it's true. honestly, like people get dogs that kind of resemble themselves anyway. Yeah. So that wouldn't be too far from the tree. All right, and what? So, did you have? I mean, if you were to just someone wanted to donate the whole thing, what would be the most extreme? Fifteen. Fifteen. What would I? I would give you my dogs. Dogs. Just dogs. Dogs. (laughs) Yeah, I would breed my dog. I mean, Rumpus and Slinky are both neutered, but we're gonna make that happen somehow. (laughs) We'll change that somehow. Life will find a way for fifteen thousand (laughs) dollars. Or we could just send you his goods because if they're neutered, (laughs) you know, Brian, we've kept them under ice this whole time. (laughs) <laughs> we knew there was a reason for it. Humans and humans are not so different after all. Uh, I would say if someone donated the or contributed the whole 15000 they would get to take your little dog van for a night and do whatever they wanted to with or in it. Oh. That's me, though. I'm an, I'm an insane I mean, person. I like that. Yeah, you know, we, we could even add some someone to film it. So your adventure would become the movie. You could take the, take the vehicle. We'll film yeah. it. You'll film it. We've got people right here who will film it. Perfect. On top of the sock puppet movies, we got to get out the door. (laughs) You know what? For 15,000, you get the van. That That would would be be counterproductive. (laughs) This is why your Kickstarter failed, Brian. (laughs) That's why my my, my crowd funds always fail. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody donated the whole thing and they got everything. <laughs> okay. If you so give us fifteen thousand dollars, you can have my business. <laughs> exactly. I just want the money. So um, I want to kind of go back to let, let's talk a little bit about the movie itself. <clears throat> you know, you've made your goal. Mm-hmm. The movie is now shot. Where mm-hmm. do you go from here? Um, we've got a handful of pickups we need to get. In fact, we're shooting a bunch of. Like filming, not murdering. Uh, a bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, trick or treaters um, on Saturday because there's this whole trick or treaty sequence. But um, 
And there, there's little dumb things here and there, like, oh, we need to get a shot of a car, you know, driving across an apple orchard or whatever. That's not in the script. I don't know why I said that. that was, I don't know why I lied just then. But um, you don't know. It could fit. It could be. It's not in the script, but it's in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's in my heart. But um, but yeah, it's just a handful of little pickups and stuff that we still have to get. But it's mostly editing right now. Right. So that's which is my job. Which is his job. Yeah. So thrives so what under do you, pressure. What do you ha- who do you have planned for your sound edit? Brian needs a job. <laughs> I'm, gotcha. out of, I'm out I of mean, work right now. <laughs> if we had money. Uh, yeah. Well, the composer, I think, wants to handle the final mix. But um, right. Actually, you know, that's, a, that's actually kind of a good question that uh, I don't think is touched on enough. Of This kind of goes beyond crowdfunding, but budgeting for post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Because... You like if that's the case, like you guys are absolutely not alone. Like that's yeah. Like most people don't budget for post, mm-hmm. and that makes post kind of take a little bit longer. Yeah, some, sometimes it can, sometimes yeah. not. Like in the case of there was a, a film shot here by Andrew Bowser, who's a nerdist guy, but uh, it was called Worm, and they they did actually another crowdfund for their post. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they had to raise like fifteen thousand or something like that. It was yeah. a GoPro film. So they had to like ADR everything, but wow. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Like, what advice would you give? Live with the editor who will yeah. do it for free. <laughs> yeah, ser- yeah. No, I mean that's 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 a big part of it. Because like the composer, he's being paid pretty well, but he's also gonna be doing. Actually, in terms of what everyone's getting paid to the ratio of the work that they're doing. I mean, everyone's got mul- you know, everyone's got multiple hats from the production cuz the director of photography wasn't just the director of photography, the production designer wasn't just the production designer, you know, everyone's doing more than than um what just their job title is, but um yeah, a lot of it is uh if you're roommates with the editor that helps, um the composer, he always likes having you know, cuz Andrew's really experienced in you know, just audio mixing and stuff in general and I've always got, you know, strong ideas about how audio should be mixed. So I mean that's not it's not gonna cost us anything, you know. Yeah. You know, I've I have i have always mixed my own stuff and, you know, I've gotten from very bad to not quite as bad as I've as I've gone along with each movie. I'm getting a little better, you know, as as I'm kinda learning and figuring out how to how to do all this stuff. And then the composer will kind of be the final, you know, because he really he's wanted he's wanted to like mix every movie that we've worked on together and we've never really been able to but this one he thinks he's going to he's going to yeah. have time who's your, for who's it. Who's your but composer? His name is Jonathan Paulson. He um oh. he's done Oh, do you know him? I think I I may. He's done my last this will be our fourth movie together. He lives in Dallas now, but um but no, we've actually I've been he's been on the movie kind of technically longer than anyone else cuz about a year ago I started talking to him about, you know, and he kind of started writing stuff and and all that, so um, he's he's really excited to jump in and, yeah, and start writing awesome. the, start writing this thing. But um, yeah, in terms of budgeting for post, um, as I mean, it, it, you know, we we say it jokingly, but as much as you can do yourself, mm-hmm. do yourself well. I mean, don't do it yourself just you know to save money. But if you happen to have skills that you can apply, then yeah, put the well, money put the, the money where why. it should go. You know, like I couldn't like I couldn't shoot i couldn't you know be a you know i couldn't do all the stuff a dp could do so we right. give the, you know so we put the money there or yeah. or whatever well and i but, should um, clarify like there's a reason why like uh, most times you can't budget for post yeah, yeah. like you simply can't mm-hmm. because like post honestly is something that it's more realistic that an individual can do mm-hmm. such as the writer director or you know the editor roommate kind of situation. Like mm-hmm. that's much more feasible than being able to shoot the whole freaking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like to be able to, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to pay him for, for this. I mean, you know, we've got, you know, I mean, yeah, I, my, my biggest thing is like, I would love to be able to focus on the harvesters full time, but I mean, that's just not possible yeah. right now, you know, yeah. but life, life. Yeah. But, um, does he have to pay rent? I mean, if, if we want to conti- if we want to not be evicted, I do. Yeah, yeah. If we don't want to be fucking homeless, <laughs> freaking homeless. Sorry, Grandma. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever, what, whatever you can do, whether it's pre-production or post, do it. I say, you know, try to do it yourself, and then if it just absolutely fails, bring someone in. But 
but yeah. And something I would say for like a writer director who wants to edit something themselves, I would say if you're gonna if you can edit, go for it. But I would also say at some point bring someone else in who you mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. Don't show it to a bunch of people until the movie is ready. No, but bring in someone you trust, have them look at it and give you feedback because if you just operate in a vacuum, you are going to get something that's way too long that just doesn't the like you need a second set of eyes. Yeah. yeah. And because yeah. it's also oftentimes not very honest either, like of how good it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. Like, like when you're the only person that's looking at it, you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But so, yeah. Like, it's it because your your heart's in it and you're yeah. so passionate and about it. Yeah. That you show need... somebody else that you're like, this is terrible. And, yeah. and I mean, that's why the, like, if you can get someone, if you can't, you know, if you don't have a budget for post, if you have a friend who is an editor and who you trust, that relationship isn't like isn't so important because the two of you like you're like he was only on set for 17 days but we're going to be living with this for the next several months yeah so like we are going to just have to trust each other's instincts and we may disagree but it's always going to be about the movie not about like our own i mean maybe for you me it's totally my ego but but basically like just to have two sets of eyes on something is so, so important. Yeah, and this isn't the first thing that we've done together either. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we've got, you know, we've got more of a... A, a shorthand. Or, yeah, we, we, know, really we know how to, together. yeah, we know, you know, I, you know, as we were shooting, I was thinking, boy, he's not going to like that or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and not in a way that like, oh, he's not going to like it aesthetically. It's just he's going to say, well, you screwed up because you should have gotten, you know, another blubble, you know, stuff like that, which is good because it gets me... You know, thinking, thinking that's outside what, of your box. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It gets me thinking in ways that I you know, never would have thought of. Like the director of photography was the same way. This was our first movie together. But as we were shooting, I was kind of starting to not think like him toward the end, but just think like, ah, well, he'll say this because of that or that or that, you know, and it just gets yeah. you thinking in a different way. And that's how I was, you know, trying to think. Now, you don't always have time to get like all the coverage you want or, you know, I mean, we bone some shots, but. Yeah, a handful, it's, but um, yeah, and sometimes that kind of thing happens. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, that's 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 every movie. That's, that's, that's just filmmaking on a budget. Yeah, like, but whenever your roommate is the editor, I was you know I was constantly thinking like, okay, he's going to you know because he's more of an editor than I am, he's going to have a problem with if we cut from this scene to this scene like that, that's not going to work. So I need to think of something right now to get around that already. So we don't, you know, screw it up in the editor or whatever. And so yep. that's, so it's really helpful to live with your editor. My wife to start editing for me. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know her inside and out. She knows you and do. yeah. Literally. And then you can literally <laughs> gross. I'm going to edit that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Lainey. Um, I, I, I do have a question just uh, continuing with the crowdfunding and like setting a budget, establishing a budget. You know, when you guys thought of that, how long did it take you to establish and what, what kind of advice would you give people who are looking to pick a number? I mean, it's hard sometimes to go, this is what we need for, for that. Should we ask for more? Should we ask for less? You know, like how do you establish that and what was your process? I just thought of the app, the core group of who we absolutely positively needed. And, um, you know, I worked out everyone's rates beforehand while I was, which was up until like a week before, like less than a week before we launched the Kickstarter, you know, because I was trying to, um, you know, trying to get the exact number. And that's another thing. Get an exact number. Don't just say we need $30,000. Say we need $31,850. Seven dollar or whatever, right, because right. it will make it will make you know people will look at that and they'll be like, oh, they really truly need this. They're not just and then you if know, you're like five ten dollars off, someone's like, oh, they really need that five ten dollars, whatever. You yeah, get that yeah. Well, and also it makes a lot of people's OCD you know freak out, so they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I gotta round I this out. Friend, but yeah. um, sometimes yeah. you can just post a straight up line budget. Like an itemized line budget. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some campaigns do that. Yeah, like yeah. here's exactly where the mo- money's breakdown. Going. That see, that would be straight to my husband's heart as far as uh, auditing. Yeah. He'd be like, I want to know where every cent <laughs> of my money is going, and yeah. he could see the breakdown. Dude, I had no but, idea how much making feature films cost until I did a line budget for a short film, and we actually fleshed it out with all I different crew members. Can't even and imagine paying rates and all that. It was like thirty thousand dollars a day. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. it was insane. But but whatever whatever that final you know total is because I said I want to shoot it in eighteen days, 
So automatically, okay, what's everyone's day rate? I got to multiply all that by 18 and then add it all together. And then that's, you know, and then I need mm-hmm. some for the only sort of post-production thing I, I budgeted for was the composer. Mm-hmm. So I got his thing in there. And, um, and just, you know, other things that you think like, okay, if we, you know, if you go too high, you're not going to get it because, you know, right. no one's going to want to give you money. million dollars. Exactly. And so, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to take out catering and craft service and that'll come out of my own pocket or whatever. And then yeah. whatever the final total you come up with is, add 10% to that because of what Kickstarter takes out. Oh, yeah. And I forgot was, about that. So, like, I just learned about freaking production insurance. Did you, did you guys have to deal with that? We did. Uh, we I did. did. On a freaking two-day short film. Yep. Holy freak. Yeah. It was $900 for two days. Not even two days, a day and a half. No, you, should, yeah, you should see what a feature film is for 18 days if you think that's know. bad. I don't even want to know. No, you don't. No, that's you don't. A whole other yeah, I was going to say, we could to- totally go off yeah, on that. that was, yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad we had it, but yeah, that, that, yeah, that, was, that was very costly. And, yeah. So what advice, and we're kind of wrapping it up on, on the mm-hmm. Kickstarter conversation, but like, what advice would you give to anybody wanting to start their own crowdfund? Not just feature films and that kind of thing, but like for the, those who are trying to get their album funded mm-hmm. and those who are trying to get their pet store funded. Right, and, or, right, yeah, yeah. Like, what advice would you guys give? Um, I would just say, you know, kind of what he said, find, uh, position it in a way that if you looked at that, you would want to give to them. You know, do the Wolf of Wall Street thing. You know, how do you sell them the pen? You know, right. there's got to be a demand for it. Make, you know, make them need it. That's, I think, all marketing comes Capitalism. down to Capitalism. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, you know, make it, um, make it something that, you know, they really want. That's why our whole, with the harvesters, one of the biggest things with it, you know, is like hashtag who are the harvesters. It's a question that oh, I got to have the answer yeah. for it. It's so, a I mean, that's. That still has not been answered. I know. Yeah. I really yeah. want to know. We're going to keep you here until you tell us. <laughs> is that um, what all the guns and chains <laughs> yes, and stuff you're are not allowed to leave. Don't, uh, don't, Uh-oh. don't worry about that. But, um, <laughs> but since Andrew was more kind of the, the brains behind I'll let him my, the answer for My that. biggest advice would be uh, have some sort of online presence before you do a Kickstarter, because I think that was kind of one of our... That was something that I would have done differently. Uh, I would have started doing a lot of the work that we did during the campaign, before the campaign, because we just recently passed a 1,000 uh, likes on our Facebook page. And Dang. we we really started uh, doing that in late December, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that was about... Five months. So if we had just started five months before the Kickstarter campaign, we could have had those same thousand people, and then we would have had that audience to push. Like we would have already had that built-in audience to push this. Yeah, we had. We, yeah, we had to build the audience. As yeah, the and I, it was like half that. Whenever we, act, I don't even know if it was. It might have even, like only been three hundred people. But so we were building an audience while we were raising money. So you don't even, if you're like wanting to make an album or a movie, you don't even have to promote the movie. Just promote yourself. Just put out just something that shows that you yeah. are someone who does something creative and put it out there for free before you charge something like uh, the, the literal shout outs. The reason why we like th- my thinking on that was, okay, this is something it's showing that we're creative, that we can have fun and stuff. It's related to the movie, but it's not just shamelessly selling the movie. Cause that's something that I personally can't stand. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's showing that there are real people behind this that we're asking for money, but we're, Poor. I mean, not that we're, <laughs> yeah, 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 no. that we're real people, and we we laugh, we can make fun of ourselves, we can have fun, and I think if you set a lot of that up, you're going to have a lot more people who believe in you and will be willing to chip in, even if it's five bucks, it's going to go a long way. So that would be my biggest advice, is the if you look at the most successful Kickstarters, a lot of them, whether they're Zach Braff or um, the video game high school guys, they already had stuff out there and already had a fan base. So that would be, so like, I think now, like if we ever did decide to do another Kickstarter in a year or two, if we keep pushing out, um, videos and stuff like that, we would have maybe not the same amount, the same percentage of success, but we would have a bigger audience to push it out to. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's kind of like, I think that's a really good final note is that when you do crowdfunding and you make your goal and then you finish the project, guess what? You've already got an audience. Yeah. yeah, and that's all. Those awesome. people are invested. And They've ready. Yeah, they they want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that we put out kind of secretly for um, 
not secretly, but privately for backers only was we made a little teaser trailer for the movie. Oh, cool. Not, you know, you can't see it anywhere else. And, and, you know, they all, you know, a lot of people really responded well to it and, you know, and they're invested. It's a thing that they're a part of and they get like these little early looks that no one else gets. And yeah, it's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. You guys want to play some games? Do it. Yeah. Let's play some games. Like in yeah. Saw. These games are brought to you by Coffee and Cigarettes. Never trust a fart after Coffee and Cigarettes. I'm totally guilty of that. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you got to clear out your system Dude, with okay. toxins. There was, uh, the other day, this is terrible. <laughs> the other day, I had finished my morning coffee and cigarettes because I have a problem. <laughs> And I gingerly ran down some stairs, and it was just like, it's going to be a beautiful, like, nope, nope, you ruined it. And now the world knows that. Well, you know what? You're not alone. Any woman who's had a baby has done the same thing, and it's not because they had coffee and cigarettes in the morning. It's because their vagina was ripped open with a baby. And I just said that, and it's true. So every woman who's listening to this, high five me, because you know it's true. I want a baby. (laughs) You're welcome, world. I can't wait. So, Kelly, what do we got up for our first game? Uh, we're going to do just a warm-up game, um, Our Love is Like, which is uh, just a little one-liner game. Um, and this is know. also an Oki Show Show debut of this game. Oh, good. Yes. Good. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a fun little, uh, they play it all the time on Whose Line Is It Anyway? And they're amazing, so don't compare us to that because that's ridiculous. You can't compare us to any, this is, anyone. This like. is trademark bad improv. So. <laughs> so, um, but we're going to get an object and our love for whoever, whomever, excuse me, grammar. Where um, do you get off? Our love for whomever we're speaking to is going to be like said object and then one-liner. Yeah, so um, for instance, if you were to say our love is like an orange. I want to peel you so bad. Our love is like an orange. It's so difficult to get into that it's not even worth it. Our love is like an orange. It's juicy inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> on that note... <laughs> all right, it doesn't so have to guys, be that gross. Uh, we're um, going to leave the first suggestion to our, our, to our guests. What are you talking about? <laughs> Welcome to the Oki Show Show third act, where everything just goes spirals out of control. Yeah. All right, so we need a, we need a random object from... Don't say blender. Everyone says blender. Don't think blender. Don't I was going to say Toby Keith, but um, oh, oh, I could wear. We could yeah. do that. I'm sure we could do that. Darling, our love is like Toby Keith, borderline racist. <laughs> <laughs> our love is like Toby Keith. It's lo- I'm. It's going to involve a boot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he won. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm going to go ahead and let's get let's yep, get another yep. one, another suggestion. Move on to the next one. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that wins. Uh, let's it's get the another American object. way. Uh, fax machine. Oh, man. Uh, darling, our love is like a fax machine. It's really outdated and not really relevant anymore. Oh, <laughs> Darling, our love is like a fax machine. It makes a lot of weird, like, alien noises. And... <laughs> I kind of like it, though. Darling, our love is like a fax machine. Why is this phone here? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, our love is like a fax machine. I don't know how to make it work. <laughs> our love is like a fax machine. I have to go to Kinko's and pay for it. <laughs> Next one. Oh, damn it. <laughs> our love is like a fax machine. It's only at my grandparents' house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Let's end on that one. Yeah. Um, our, uh, let's see. Our love is like a, um, a beer bottle. Our love is like a beer bottle. I don't ever have the tools to open it up. Our love is like a beer bottle. It's better when it's empty. Our love is like a beer bottle. I'm going to get halfway through and call it quits. <laughs> Stupid. I've got a gross one. Our love is like a beer bottle. It's all frothy. Mm. With a big head. Yeah. Yeah. Can I have some beer? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get another one. Illuminati. Darling, our love is like the Illuminati. It only happens in secret. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the Illuminati. Really, only crazy people believe in it. <laughs> our love is like the Illuminati. I'm a fan. <laughs> Darling, our love is like the Illuminati. It's going to cause the end of the world. Ooh, that mm. sounds passionate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the Illuminati. I'm pretty sure there's celebrities involved. 
Mm. Or is that Scientology? No, yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. Well, Nick, same. our love is like the Illuminati. It controls everything we do. <laughs> Darling, our love is like the Illuminati. I'm not, I'm still not really sure what exactly it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get another one. Uh, let's say one. Our more. love is like the Illuminati because Tom Hanks is trying to stop it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, one more object, one final object. Um, how about our love is like the harvesters? Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay, we got to really be careful to not ruin no the spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. All we know is it's a them. Them. It's, you know, it's plural. Darling, our love is like the harvesters. It involves more than just us. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the harvesters. It always starts out with sex in a car. Ooh. Yeah, I watched the trailer. <laughs> Darling, our love is like the harvesters. Why is that Joe Cooper Ford girl here? <laughs> Sad that the guys who yeah, are involved with the movie can't think of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Our love is like the harvesters. It rips off a lot of old horror movies. <laughs> Our love is like the harvesters. It's terrifying. Oh, you literally oh. stole what I was just going to really? do. Our uh. love is like the harvesters. You don't see it halfway through, and even then you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the harvesters. I think corn is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the harvesters. It only happens in the dark. I don't really know if that's true, but sex should only happen in the dark. No lights, please. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to have a baby. Um, <laughs> our love is like the harvesters. Adam Hampton is more involved than he should be. <laughs> Darling, Darling our, whoop, nope, 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 nope. Darling, our love is like the harvesters. It all starts with two roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, our love is like the harvesters. I paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> oh. All right, yep, that's it. All right, yeah. and that was Darling, Our Love is Like, a nice little Okie Show Show debut. Or debit. <laughs> debit. Debit. So what's up next? Uh, next, we're going to play a game called Columns. Columns. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah, so we've... We played this in a while. Yeah, um, basically, we're going to need suggestions from our lovely guests here. Brian and I are going to do a scene. Yes. And whenever we uh, need a suggestion, we're going to point to our corresponding person, and they're going to give us something, and we're going to have to roll with it in that scene. So, for example... I went to the store today because I really needed to buy... Doc Martens. Doc Martens, because my feet just needed that comfort. That makes sense, because you've been walking without shoes for a long time, and take a bath. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so there's a terrible example of how this game awful. is supposed to go. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can we get a, let's get some sort of suggestion for our scene. Um, let's use our lovely, we have an app. I don't know if you guys know this, improvisers, oh, yeah. we use an app now for our suggestions. We kind of find oh, out, yeah. it's like a thing amongst improvisers. I it's didn't realize awesome. that I was smartphones alone with my laziness. <laughs> smartphones. Smartphones, it's a new thing, it's crazy. <laughs> amongst it, that's crazy. <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, first of all, we're going to get a relationship. Yes. Uh, rival hot dog stand owners. <laughs> yes. And um, we're going to start with an object, which is kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I told oh. you, you can't use cats as hot dogs. <laughs> and Whoa. next game. Uh, <laughs> that was it. But Javi, I ran out of dogs. <laughs> Stealing the ideas out of my brain. <laughs> You're not doing it right. I keep telling you that. That's why. <laughs> All right, no, they fit I think, in the fryer. They, they flip it. I think fryer. we should flip it. I think you two should play it out. Yes, please and do. And we will be your columns for suggestions. Yes. You guys down for yes. this? Yes. Okay. Oh. Feel free All to right. say no, but it's not really an option. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Columns starring. Wait, so is it the hot dog thing? <laughs> rival, rival hot dog stand owners with kittens involved. Okay. In three, two, one. Hey, Joe. Yeah, Marty. These damn kittens keep eating all my hot dog stuff. I think, uh, I think they're releasing pheromones that are confusing me. I can't speak clearly. Hold on. <laughs> I think, uh, do you need to go back to the hospital, Harvey? <laughs> I had another stroke this morning. It's, it's going to be okay. No, these kittens, they keep eating all my stuff. First, they took my ketchup. Then they took my mustard. And lastly, they took my... 
balls. They took my balls, Joe. My balls. I had so many sports balls because we always played football on during our breaks, and now they're all gone, so I don't know what we're going to do during our lunch breaks. Well, good thing you got that vasectomy seven years ago. Otherwise, they'd go after those balls, too. <laughs> oh, oh, Joe, I tell you, it's a real mess. These, these kittens are just taking, they're taking over everything. It's it's like well never you mind. You know, I think I got a solution. I think we need to get us one of those uh one of those bananas. We need to get some bananas. Kittens love bananas, Joe Javi. Joe Javi. Isn't it crazy we both have the same first name? Good thing that I go by my middle name and you go by your first name, so people so people will know which hot dog stand to go to, which should be mine. But yeah, what they can do is is what we all right, we can take the bananas. And we can, we can throw them in the sewers so they'll go down into the sewers. Then we can throw them in front of trucks. And lastly, we can throw the bananas... On the roof. We can throw them on the roof. It'll be a hot kitten on a tin roof. I don't... <laughs> and then, then a hot dog stands can thrive. They can thrive. And let me tell you something else about middle America. Why the jobs are being lost. Just <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> Joe Harvey, I told you, you got to stop going to these Trump conventions. Oh. oh, goodness gracious. Joe Harvey, I'm telling you, you need to support this other candidate. He's a great guy. His name is... Blurp. His name is Blurp. He's What's... got a great platform. He stands on a great platform. <laughs> It's six inches higher than other platforms. Wasn't that built by Ron Swanson? Wasn't he the one who built that platform for him? Yes, Ron Swanson built it with cherished mahogany. That's <laughs> Goodness gracious. I tell you, once we get rid of these damn kittens, once we get... Seriously, I've, I've had pussy problems before, but this is... <laughs> This is out of my control. You know, Joe Harvey, your, your wife dying 10 years ago, that wasn't your fault. You may have been driving that. Oh, you know, you were driving one of those... Uh, uh, Volvos. You were driving a Volvo. I told you you couldn't afford the lease on it, but you took it anyway. <laughs> oh, Volvo. Ah. <laughs> what did you think I said, Joe Harvey? Doesn't matter. There are kids around. But I tell you, these kittens, these kittens, they're... They're taking all my hot dogs. I don't have money to pay for anything anymore. I don't have money for my car payment, my house payment, or my... Haircuts. I, my hair has gone down to my asshole now, and I don't... I need help. Javi, Joe, shit, that's me. Who are you again? You look like the girl from The Ring, Joe Javi. It's no good. It's you need ridiculous. to get your hair cut. Can you not afford some scissors? I can't because the cats ate that too. They ate my scissors. Oh, that's why there's that scissor-shaped cat over there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe, I tell you, we used to have better conversations. <laughs> we did. It feels like it feels like we've been possessed. It feels like we've been possessed by the spirit of Trump. By the spirit of Trump, I just hate minorities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Holy crap. Joe, I'm tired. I gotta tell you, I'm real tired. Joe Harvey, I'm, I'm tired. extra tired because you got a longer name. <laughs> It's like two hot dog stands both run by Bernie Sanders. It was great. <laughs> it was glorious. They had a cat the problem. greatest episode of Seinfeld you've <laughs> ever seen. It's the world I want to live in. Holy I can't crap. wait to hear that back. I wonder, like, look at our waveforms. I can't. That was, like, I that can't. was so loud. Oh like, God. if you'll be able to tell the difference between us, that'll be fascinating. I can totally wait to hear that. Uh, well, guys, thank you so freaking much for coming on to the show. This was an absolute blast. Um, it was. Do we get to talk about the the sponsors that the, the that are sponsoring the show? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That he last really game was brought to you by. I want him to talk about. Oh, okay. Who was that last game brought to you by? Uh, the Oki Show Show is brought to you by the Dharma Initiative, where we are committed to asking big questions, but only providing some of the answers. Sign up today for a six-year membership from all of us at the Dharma Initiative. Namaste and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, that is a lost reference. I got it. A fan of Lost? I got it. Excellent. Okay, cool. So, um, kind of give us your, where can we find you guys online, pitch us your social media and all that jazz. Um, I'm on Twitter at sick underscore Nanford, um, just stupid. I'm on Periscope at Nick Sanford. Um, I'm on Facebook. The Harvesters is on Facebook at Harvesters Movie or uh, uh, Twitter at Harvesters Movie, which is run by the Harvesters themselves. Which is like the the Harvesters in the film. That is yes. what we thought. The Twitter uh, timeline is canonical. Yes. So 
And uh, <laughs> and uh, theharvestersmovie.com, you can see the opening scene for the movie there. Um, it's yeah. good. Go it's watch really it. Good. It's so good. Like us on Facebook? Yes, we're on Facebook. We want to get to 2,000 likes now? We're going to get to 2,000 likes. Um, and The Harvesters is actually sponsored... By Mary Fallon's Bridge Building Services Company Incorporated. <laughs> when the economy is crumbling, our bridges won't... Oh, shit. Mary <laughs> Fallon's Bridge Building Services Company Incorporated. <laughs> Freaking beautiful. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a, a total blast. Thank and you. You can follow the Okie Show Show on Twitter and Facebook, uh, on Instagram, at Okie Show Show. And you can look on Instagram and see all the crazy things that are going on around here, shoots and whatnot. And we will see you guys in the next two weeks. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. Bye, Grandma. And then uh, I, you can find me at... Oh, oh geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We don't want to find you. You can edit me in after him, right? You can edit me in after him. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to him taking the spotlight. I put the spotlight on him, so I deserve this. Uh, we get the world we deserve. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew NMC. Letter N and then MC. Oh, yeah. Well... That's it, guys. We'll see you in the next two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>